Welcome to Out of the Technicolor Closet, a podcast promoting inclusivity and understanding for the LGBT youth of today and tomorrow. We are your hosts, Ling and Stephanie. This is sponsored by the Out Center, located in Benton Harbor, Michigan. In today's episode, we are going to be discussing religion and the LGBT plus community. And uh, it's actually going to be, I don't know, I think it's going to be a deep topic. Basically, religion is a heavy topic for a lot of people inside and outside of the community. And how it affects our lives personally and publicly is always a topic of discussion in a lot of groups. But there's always a question. Why is there so much toxicity when religion and being queer comes up in the same sentence? So today we're going to try and find out by talking about the five major religious groups of America and their impact on the LGBT plus people that reside within them. I'm pretty interested in this one just because uh, uh, being raised Catholic there were definitely a lot of issues that I, well, that I have now with that religion based off of how I was raised to believe various things, especially like one of them being about the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. And researching this and actually figuring out certain things made me go like, well, nobody yeah. ever talks about that. Oh, yeah. Okay. So just a disclaimer, um, majority of the statistics being used today are from a 2016 survey conducted by Gallup Incorporated as well as from websites with the name of Pew Forum and Poloni Almoni. In certain parts of this episode, there will be usage of simplifying ideology so that some of the information is more palatable and that it stays more focused on the main topics instead of going too deep into things. Yeah, yeah. So first we're going to talk about Protestantism, the most popular religion in America with a whopping 48.9% of the U.S. population following it. Originally starting in North America from a group of Puritans who arrived at the Massachusetts Bay Colony around 1629, its core beliefs revolve around participating in good deeds and heavy reliance on faith in order to be allowed into heaven. Um, There's many similar religions to Protestantism, such as Adventist, Angelican, Baptist, and Calvinist, uh, Lutheran, Methodist, and Pentecostal. I'm just trying to, like, not not group everything in because I know they all have different views. Yeah. But they're all really under the same umbrella when it comes to talking yeah, about sure. this. Also, um, didn't realize that that was as large as it was in America. I know. Yeah, because, I mean, I guess, you know, you probably know what you know based off of where you grow up. Um, but, like, you know, around my neck of the woods, it was like everybody was Catholic. <laughs> so it was, you know... In, in my mind, I was like, there's got to be a lot of Catholics out there if all these people are Catholic around here. Exactly. That's what I've always thought. And then I did the research. I'm like, wait a minute. That's yeah. That's a huge percentage. The Pew Research Center for Religion and Public Life states that 36 percent of surveyed Protestants actually support the LGBT community, while 55 percent discourage the quote unquote lifestyle choice. I've never liked when people are like, oh, it's a lifestyle choice. Like, yeah. It's like they're trying to be respectful, <laughs> but then they're like obviously not being respectful. Not at all, exactly. <laughs> Jeez. It's like, honey, no. You're like, okay. Mm. Um, so next we're going to go to Catholicism. I skimmed more over Protestantism because these two kind of fall under the same thing. They follow very similar things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the second most followed religion, and it has 23% of the American population backing it, Catholicism also finds its origins inside early colonies and formations in America, um, like Protestantism did. When it comes to talking about the Bible, though, Catholics not only follow the scripture, but heed the words of those who preach it, as in the heads of the Catholic Church. Well, then what does the Bible say and what do the people say? What are the differences? Mm -hmm. Well, in the Bible, there is many excerpts in the Old Testament condemning when a quote-unquote man may lie with 
another male saying that it's an abomination and that it makes you less holy. The thing is, though, when speaking upon this quote-unquote sinful act, there are many other things mentioned that make you unholy. Between chapters 17 and 26 in Leviticus, there is also a, so to speak, unholy list that highlights what makes you less pure, which includes but is not limited to what you eat, what fibers are in your clothes, if you have a tattoo, even physical disabilities make you less holy. So there are many theories that because the quote states, man lie with another male and not man lie with another man, it is speaking upon pederasty and not a relationship based in love and faith. This is in reference to many young male prostitutes who would align themselves under pagan gods and goddesses and supposedly stating that a man may not lie with another male was to differentiate between what's okay in paganism to Catholicism. And I thought it was a pretty cool view onto how it actually wasn't a negative statement and Mm -hmm. maybe a little more positive. Yeah. So it's a lot. Yeah, so growing up Catholic was, I mean, to this day, I find it to be rough. And honestly, it's 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 not something I necessarily feel good about and not to get too in-depth about that. But, like, I've been pretty turned off by Catholicism for a few years now. Mm-hmm. And and it's kind of one of these things where I'm like, I don't really know what to do because it would be nice to have um, a religion that I truly believe in and feel good about believing in and and a religion that makes me actually feel good about myself and not one that constantly makes me feel guilty and that I should feel bad for who I am, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, that's how, that's how I was raised. Basically. That's like all I knew. And you know, you bring this up to parents over time and they get very offended. Yeah. They're like, Ooh, (laughs) like guess we did something wrong. And I'm like, no, no, no. It's like, this is your view. And you know what? That's your view, and like I, I don't prefer this to be my view anymore because I never felt comfortable here. So like I want to find something that's going to make me feel comfortable, and because religion to me isn't something that should make you feel bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it's supposed to be your like safe haven. It's not supposed to make people feel ostracized from certain groups. Yeah, it's supposed to be like something that unifies you, and that exactly. kind of forcing. Your parents forcing their views onto you, which I've also experienced. I went to a Catholic school. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of suffocating as you grow up because you look more into it and then you realize, I, I don't really like this, man. Yeah. But the thing is, when you're Catholic, then when you feel those things, it makes you feel guilty. Exactly. Because Catholic guilt. <laughs> yeah. They're like, hey, you need to believe in God and he'll talk to you and this, this and that. And it's like, you need to do this every day. And it's like, well, what? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. My my thoughts are like when you when you read stories like like Jesus, he was. We're not trying to be preachy, by the way. Mm-hmm. We're just, I'm just, <laughs> you know, I'm talking about like what I what I hear. Mm-hmm. Um, he he was the person who accepted all the people who weren't accepted mm-hmm. by the world. So that's why I don't understand how religion has kind of turned more into this like you're not good enough you're not good enough exactly, like you're, you yeah. don't have my views and everything i don't understand i'm like that's not what jc thought <laughs> <laughs> don't disrespect my man jc like JC. that stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah like everybody remembers the story about the lepers uh-huh. and like the acceptance with them and the acceptance with um there was one woman who everybody was just like oh she's gross yeah and then jesus was like hey man you're pretty you're not you're not too bad you're pretty cool mm-hmm um, and then all of a sudden, when it comes to people who identify as gay, they're like, oh, my God, what is that abomination? Yeah. Like, 
Excuse me. <laughs> Wait <terrible>. a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Jeez. People confuse me. Oh, same here. <laughs> okay. So speaking about how people react and view homosexuality while they're Catholic, um, they have a very skewed vision on how LGBT people are. And these few written pieces that are featured in the Old Testament really outline what a lot of people started to believe in. Like, oh, the Old Testament says we can believe it. Yeah. But it was written with very distinctive and strange rules, uh, as well as strange laws, so that there could be an obvious separation between Catholicism, Christianity, etc. And the Old Testament was to lay the groundwork, whilst the New Testament was what we're supposed to abide by today. Yeah. And many practicing Catholics don't really seem to acknowledge that you can't pick and choose. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they focus on that one piece of text from the Old Testament and assume that, like, homosexuality is a sin throughout the whole scripture, Mm -hmm. when in reality... You know, like the concept of it at that time hadn't even been invented. Yeah. I think it's kind of crazy how um, current day ideas are just kind of being shoved into religion. Oh, yeah. Of course. Whack. Mm. <laughs> okay. <Get it> whack. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so uh, the third most dominant religion housing 1.8% of religious people in America today is Mormonism. The Book of Mormon is written for the followers of today, which is why many wonder why there is so little on the topic of LGBT folk. And I quote, it is not the point of the Book of Mormon to speak to every single cultural, political or moral issue that would confront its latter day audience. End quote. The main idea of the book comes from the story of a few groups of people and its end messages are the principles that the Mormons follow. Because basically the book doesn't really talk about little things like how the Bible nitpicks a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's more focused on like some core beliefs, like a few core beliefs and that's it. Okay. And then from there on out, you get most of your information from your, your priest or preacher or whatever. Okay. Um, in the period that this book was written in, uh, the terms gay or straight or anything relating to those ideas, like with our previous book, um, didn't even exist, which is assumed to be the main reason why there's nothing written on it, Mm -hmm. uh, in the book of Mormon. For this reason, not many Mormons have a negative connotation for gay people because there's no way to even justify a negative view towards it unless you pull at straws. So if anything, there's actually been reformation on same-sex marriage. One of the heads of the Latter-day Saints representatives um, actually endorsed publicly. That was pretty neat. Wow, yeah. Even the story of Sodom isn't to condemn homosexuals or acts that could entail, but actually is about condemning the mistreatment of guests who are under the assumed protection of hospitality rights. And I quote, condemning the mistreatment of guests who are under the assumed protection of hospitality rights, end quote. What I mean by that is that the people featured in the story of Sodom were more of assaulting the same sex than not actually having a healthy relationship or, you know, having any communication whatsoever. Um, It was a story in a more violent time than what we have now. Yeah. With all this to process, the main message that many teachers of the religion push is to seek out someone who can educate you about the scripture in their own way and less of, you know, you need to follow a set, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like um, growing up, like being sent to a school to teach like a specific, to be taught a specific religion, I feel like I did deal with. Uh, for the most part, teachers who are like, I guess, middle aged and everything. So they had their thoughts, their opinions, everything that they have ever known about that specific religion. And then when they're trying to teach it to you, it's like not a 
you know, it's, it's, I guess it's a completely biased view. I feel like that's what yeah. I experience more than anything. And I, I get that. And it's always, it's, it always varies, obviously, because everyone's different. Mm-hmm. But then it gets confusing, especially when it comes to Catholicism or Christianity, when they're like, hey, well, one teacher believes this and they're going to tell it to you. Yeah. And, and one teacher believes this and one priest says this. And then all of them together say, but you have to listen to the Bible exactly. Oh, yeah. Or something along those lines. And it's like, well, all of you have varying opinions. Why can't I have one? Yeah, exactly. It's nice to see that Mormons have a more open perception of how to interpret their scripture, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. Judaism is the fourth most commonly practiced religion in America, standing at 2.1% of the American population. Judaism has a very outward stance on homosexuality, and in fact, it openly condemns any homoerotic acts in chapters Leviticus 18.23 and Leviticus 20.13 in the Torah. And I quote, if a man lies with a man as one lies with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination. They shall surely be put to death. Their blood shall be upon them. End quote. It's pretty dark. Um, but when it comes to lesbian acts, though, it is looked down upon severely, but it's not a capital offense like being a male liking another male. Is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so note that this is also talking about the act and not the people themselves, which kind of confused me, like reading that at first, where... Yeah, so what does that mean exactly? Okay, so let me explain. Okay. (laughs) So if there's one person that's commanded to abide by something in which they have no control over, it's excused and acknowledged by the Torah scriptures. So being born a certain way is acknowledged that, like, you don't have any control over that. Okay. So this is why sexuality itself, being homosexuality, is not forbidden in the Jewish community. This is why openly LGBT Jewish people have opportunities from the community to attend reform rabbinical schools and even author rabbinic officiations at same-sex marriages. The Alliance for Jewish Renewal even endorsed same-sex marriage. The thought is that, quote, holiness should not be limited only to a certain people in certain relationships, end quote. Same-sex marriage in this religion is viewed almost as a God-given right, where condemning and forbidding it classifies as a violation of religious liberties. With this in mind, the Conservative Movement's Law Committee made it so that whether the rabbi of the church wants to invite in openly gay patrons is up to them entirely. So it's a lot of information. Mm-mm. So basically. What's this reform group? What is that? Yeah, what, what I was saying I was going to go back and explain that. So there is a group of people who are trying to basically renew um, some of the old Jewish scriptures and like the way that they perceive things um, and trying to get like a more in-depth uh, current approach to it. Okay. And basically they're like, hey, it's kind of a human right. And in our Bible, it's even saying, like, do not restrict a man from marrying who he wants to. Yeah. Uh, and the conservative movement's law committee is also someone affiliated, is also a group affiliated with um, the Jewish community. Okay. Or the Jewish religion, I should say. Mm-hmm. This is interesting. I know. Hmm. And I, I feel kind of a little bit scared because I'm like, okay, hope this is right. You know, I looked at a whole bunch of websites, but I've I've only ever um, been severely immersed in one of these religions. Yeah. So I can't be too sure if everything that I'm seeing online is correct. Yeah. Which, hey, if you have your opinions, feel free to share them. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Responses are always welcome. Yeah. Okay. So the fifth and least practiced religion in America is Islam, standing at a 0.8% following rate from American citizens. I find personally that there is a lack of information when it comes to how the American population really observes this religion. 
And uh, contrary to what some may believe, the Islamic religion does not just slightly dislike homosexuality. In all actuality, the Quran severely condemns same-sex interactions. So it's very rare for someone who was raised in a strict Islamic environment um, that they would be openly gay and in the religious community at the same time. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, though, there is no outward prosecution towards transgender Muslims as much as there are for open homosexual people. In fact, gender reassignment surgery is even legalized in Islamic predominant countries. But n- weird. Okay, go on. No, no, it's okay. I'm just, I'm just like weird that they accept that, but then they don't accept the other thing. It's just, it's, it's strange. I know. I first heard this from word of mouth um, from somebody who is actually uh, Muslim, and they were like, "Yeah." No, like trans people are fine. Like we don't care. It's completely okay over here. It's like okay. Yeah, no, that's it's just yeah, it seems so strange to separate the two, I guess, and not categorize everybody as one given that it's part of the, the LGBT. Yeah, it's like the whole deal over here and maybe it's they yeah. just affiliate it differently because of their culture. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um Nonetheless, there are some modern Muslim scholars that are starting to re-examine core Islamic teachings on same-sex relationships, hoping to maybe bridge the gap for lesbian or gay Muslims to find a spot in religion, even though there is severe backlash from the religious community, as well as, you know, bisexual people, Mm -hmm. other sexual identities as well. When the Islamic religion is mentioned, though, many people immediately drift towards the radicalized group, um named ISIS, Mm -hmm. who have loudly stated that LGBT folks should be publicly executed, thrown off buildings, stonings, the whole grotesque nine yards. Yeah. Even with such an image to dissuade, the heads of Islam seem to agree with that notion rather than condemn it, abiding by law in Islam-predominant countries that openly crucifies queer people. So it's, I'd say, uh, especially because we're in the 21st century, Mm-hmm. Um, there's more connection to everything, and it's harder for countries to be closed off. Uh, I feel like they're trying. Certain people are trying to take strides, especially people who come from Muslim predominant countries, and they're like, "Okay, hey, Westernized ideology, this is neat." Yeah. Um, and it's probably like a breath of fresh air for them. Oh yeah, it gets like heated when you hear about certain religions when it comes to just it doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> Like, uh, uh, pl- again, like a safe place to go to, a place to worship or a religion to believe in. And you're going to tell your people they're going to a bad place or they should die or they should do this if, you know, if they're not the the model, like, person in in that church. Yeah, exactly. Or something like that. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I'm like, wait, you say you love your people or this higher being loves every being that they created. Yet, at the same time, you're a terrible person for being... For hating me who, for you know, who I am. Being gay or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it makes no sense to me. It really doesn't. I, I've never been able to understand that. I mean, it just it kind of just blows my mind. Like, what is wrong with you all? Like, why is your mind... Like, your mind is really closed up if that's how you view things. Yeah, and it's like, you say you love everyone no matter what. Mm-hmm. What is the difference here? Exactly. And it's, I think it's just really, um, gives me whiplash when I go to one church, different priest I don't know, and he says something that is extremely homophobic or racist, and I'm like, huh? And then I go back to my main church, and it's like, completely open environment, Mm -hmm. nice community, and it's like, I don't know, man. 
I mean, same thing. Yeah, like when I, like South Side of Chicago, where I grew up and everything, I, that felt I didn't I did not feel like that was a place for me when it came to religion. But then, like going to the North Side of Chicago, being in an openly, like you know, like a community that had a, a decent amount of the LGBT community right there. Um, and there were, were churches that were like, come on in, everybody's welcome. And I'm like, yeah, see, everybody. It's like, look at him. Look at that. Look, look what they're doing. Everybody's welcome. Come on. <laughs> it's crazy. And like, I have a choir director uh, and he's uh, religious, mm-hmm. but at the same time, he understands, you know, all the stig- stigmas and he's hip with the kids, you know, um, <laughs> And he's part of this religious program called Hark Up, yeah. where he basically, it's singing and it has religious overtones, uh, Catholic overtones, but it's also really focused on just the singing. Mm-hmm. Um, and at first I was like, oh, I want to I wanna do that, but, you know, I'm, I'm part of the community. And he's like, so? <laughs> he's, he's from Grand Rapids. Yeah. So, like... Grand Rapids is a very uh, accepting, understanding place. Yeah, in in Michigan. So I was like, oh, okay. Should have expected that, but still a surprise. Yeah, just you know, because it's like you're cautious because if this is all you've known for so long, of the way people may come off to you if you reveal that part about you, um, like then that that is all you know. So that's all you like know to react to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, is this okay? I don't know. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and what I really wanted to hit on um, at the end of all this with seeing how sexuality interacts with all of these different religions is I want to know the extent of which LGBT people can be fully integrated into religious communities because mm-hmm. there's always that kind of, you know, separation. Um, and there's always like if it's personal stigma, if it's stigma from other people, it's always kind of like, ooh, it's like taboo or something. Mm hmm. And it, you never really feel like you're fully fitting in with everyone because there's always somebody that's going to be like, eh, <laughs> no, but exactly. I mean, and I feel like that's just the way the world works in general with uh, with anybody who, you know, like, I don't know, somewhere halfway around the world, someone's probably like, oh, mm, you're not like me. I don't like you. Exactly. Like, oh, you're like, you don't even I'll know me. You. Like, just because I'm from like a different country than you are, what's what's the problem? Or, if I'm a different from a different state or if I, my skin color is different than yours, if I'm gay, if I'm whatever it is, it's mm-hmm. like no matter what it is that someone's going to have a problem out there and they're going to it just it sucks, though, because you're like, this is it. This is humanity. This is how it seems to work. And that person who's negative about everything just passes it down to their kids and generation mm, yeah. and generation. And that's how it, the hate continues. And it's really frustrating when you're like, can't we all just. Like, just, I don't know, why don't you guys hang out together and maybe see if, if you actually get along without, uh, you know, making judgments. You know, it's like, why can't, why can't we all just get along, yeah, you know? I'm, I'm such a hippie, seriously. <laughs> I'm just like, come on, people, get it together. Like, what year are we in that everybody can't just, like, go live your life, do your thing, be you, don't worry about what everybody else is doing, and there you go. <laughs> exactly, yeah, and it's, I think it's more of a problem when you, when you know a little bit more about the matter and you're like, if we can just all sit down mm-hmm. for a minute, and this is like, uh, in my optimistic vision, how like a whole bunch of things in the world could be solved. Yeah. We just sit down, we're respectful, um, and just stated our opinions in a, in a nice environment, you See? know, non-toxic, yeah. you know, just talking. We should, we should like run a country. 
<laughs> I think we got this. I I have a lot of like dance breaks in life. Oh, okay. So, but like dancing makes people happy. Sorry, I'm straying a little bit. Well, we're going to incorporate <laughs> dance breaks into our, our new uh, country. That's great. I like it. Mandatory. <laughs> it happens around like the 11 o'clock hour every day. <laughs> like, so you right. have to get out and dance. Dance break. <laughs> so, yeah. So I think that about wraps it up for today. So hopefully that gave you a good background on various religions and their beliefs with the LGBT community. Yeah, so hopefully we didn't tread too long or too short on certain religions. Mm-hmm. Uh, researched as much as I could with all the uh, available and credible, supposedly credible sites that I found. Yeah. So I appreciate you guys turning in. And hopefully if you have any problems with any of the facts that we stated today, please give a response. Always open. Next time we'll be talking about how there's been a over-sexualization of kids in the LGBT community. Hey, thanks again for listening. It really means a lot to us. And give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. And remember to subscribe to Out of the Technicolor Closet anywhere you go to get your podcasts.